scatters. Fox scatters. Fox scatters. Fox scatters. Welcome to the Grooven Shaken Sounds of episode 31 Hell of yeah. Box Cutters. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. And to my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. How are you both? Very well, thank you. Very well. Uh, managed not to get blown away out in uh, Melbourne's inclement autumn weather today. Yes. It's a, it's a windy, windy Melbourne day. It's, I'm sure it's a gale out there. I didn't see her. Blustery gales. That was <laughs> such a terrible joke. I'm sorry to start the show on such a... A terrible, terrible but joke. The it's universe okay. is going to be back in balance after today because we did last week's show a day late. Yes. And so this week we're doing the show a day early to redress the balance. Well, hopefully mm-hmm. that will make everything even. Mm-hmm. I, you know, let us know, hooray at boxcutters.net, if it's just screwed around with your schedule completely mm-hmm. and you don't know what the hell's going on. But I reckon. This is the way of the future. And if you, if you just can't keep up with our box cutters schedule, you can now sign up for uh, email alerts as to when a podcast will be up um, mm-hmm. or for the blog for when new posts are up on the blog. And uh, you'll get an email telling you that there's something new there and go check it out. Is that for new posts and comments or just for the posts? Just for the posts at the moment. Okay. Yeah. I and could uh, set up another one for the comments. Well, no, you know, let's see what demand brings yeah hmm. but that's that's great that's great news and yeah. you can sign there's a link there from uh, boxcutters.net yeah fantastic so check that out i wanted to have a, a quick word about thank god you're here because i've been thinking about but it. josh we haven't started the show yet this is still the introduction i know i know yeah. but it doesn't fit anywhere okay okay it it's just a small thought okay i mean i was thinking about thank god you're here and maybe how they could get rid of tommy g Ah, yeah. As the judge, because it's really useless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, have the worm. Ah, oh, the worm. Bring back the worm. I know the worm is a Channel 9 thing. Maybe they could license it out to Channel 10. Bring that in for Thank God You're Here. Wouldn't that be excellent? So the worm goes up if people like what they're doing and down. And if- down if they hate what they're doing. <laughs> so for Fifi Box, it would be down the bottom all the time. <laughs> But it, but it completely destroys uh, the, the anticipation at the end of the show to find out who's won the very important award that's obviously completely not a scam. No, no, completely. Completely not a scam. Well, there's, there's that. Or there's also just uh, live audience voting. So the audience who watches it at the end, everyone's given a number from one to four and they just choose mm-hmm. one, two, three or four at the end. And so it's the audience vote mm-hmm. at the end that... Tells people who... So a bit like Millionaire. Kind of like Millionaire. Maybe they could phone a friend as well. You could phone a friend to, f- to find out what they thought, who they thought the best was. <laughs> but the friend isn't or watching. Or you could nail it down. You could, uh, you've got four. You say, uh, take away two of those yeah, options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take away Fifi Box and Matthew Newton. And <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, uh, I voted for the Fuglies today and I put Fifi Box down for uh, worst female... TV personality. Oh, good work. Nice yep. one. She's horrible. She is horrible. <laughs> she is. Good work. Was she, was she nominated? Was she one of the few or did you nominate you just, yourself? You just put whatever names you want in there. Okay. Any name except Eddie. <laughs> right. Because he's, he's <laughs> taken out all the awards for the last three years. <laughs> Coming up later on in Box Cutters, we've got uh, news, of course, mm-hmm. every week. This week, a whole lot of news. 
Uh, we're also returning to our new segment, things you might not have seen on television because they haven't appeared on free-to-air TV and maybe you haven't seen them on DVD or uh, subscription television. The but- Channel 10 version of that name would be... <laughs> but but T-Y. things... <laughs> I, I can't do it. But things you may have seen also. But if you've seen them, don't disregard the segment. Yeah, it's still... You know what? It's a great segment. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, whether you've seen it passing on with it last night. Also, we've, uh, <laughs> we're talking about the uh, the US fall lineups from last year? No, next year. From next year. Oh, already? Well, apparently so. Right. Six months ahead. Apparently. Uh, mm. Brett, this week on the, uh, on, on the blog, you put up something about uh, a... FCC regulation in the US about yeah. cartoons needing 28 seconds of educational content. Yes. It's very we're gonna, interesting. We're going to talk about that. going to talk about Survivor. We've got some letters to box cutters and <laughs> another weather thing. I don't want to say too much, but we got, we got such a good response last time to my, uh, to my weather updates that we're getting another one. That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. That's uh, all coming up later on on box cutters. We're kicking it off with the news. In breaking news just at hand. Oh, yes. Exciting. A big reality television group from the US. Mm -hmm. And this is, I I don't have, if you're going to ask me for more information, I don't have any more information than I'm about to say. Yep. They're going to Turkey for a month. Right. They're taking with them 10 or 12 supermodels. They're going to teach these supermodels to kickbox and perform other martial arts <laughs> following the training they're going to put them in bikinis put them in a ring get them to fight each other <laughs> what, are, what are they getting they're getting supermodels supermodels so we're talking we're talking Al mcpherson uh, uh well no i, I would think a, a oh, they're rung, not real maybe, supermodels maybe yeah. uh you know a rung down from that maybe okay uh but but possibly along the lines of, of what you see in the uh uh Sports Illustrated swimsuit uh, tryouts and Kmart catalog. Possibly, no. I think above that. <laughs> anyway, so supermodels like uh, Dancing with the Stars is Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, I think that that is in like all skating with celebrities is skating with celebrities. Yes. And like two billion people watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, because <laughs> I think if I was say Elle McPherson's manager and she said, "Oh, I've just had this offer," I would say, "I would rather put you in a box for five years." <laughs> <laughs> and bring you out all pale and wrinkled. And walking on all fours. And walking on all fours. <laughs> then have you ruined your career this way. But so super- I think it's I think it's a I, I like I'll watch it. Why do they have to do it in Turkey? Boxy. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are laws in other countries. <laughs> I, <laughs> the no training supermodels to kickbox law. I have no idea. It's I, it's like supermodel rendition. But I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. So that's uh, that's going to be taping later on this year, and uh, I, I look forward to seeing it when it finally does come out. Wow! So when you hear about that show, you heard it first on Box Cutters. You really did. Supermodel Foxy Boxing. Super. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I, well, th- what has been told to me is that it will be kickboxing and other martial arts 
So I'm looking at like Thai knife fighting. Oh, excellent. Mm. I can't wait. I, you know, I want to see some supermodels with, with knives in their toes. So it's celebrity deathmatch. Yeah. Not climation. But no, not, actual, not actual celebrity deathmatch. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking of reality, reality TV, there's uh, been a bit of a leak on the internet coming out of uh, the New York State area um, about one of the finalists of Survivor. Online gambling site Bodog.com has shut down betting on Survivor Panama Exile Island after a suspiciously high number of punters started backing one of the remaining contestants. Uh, You're you're not going to tell us who it is, though, are you? No, he's not. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I could. Yeah, but you're not. It's Misty. (laughs) It's not Misty. She's out of it. And still, why would you get rid of... Of the best-looking missile scientist you could find on the island. They shut down betting after a number of uh, maximum $100 US bet wages from the same area in New York State. Uh, and, And they also received a phone call, an anonymous tip, warning that a close associate of the alleged winner had blabbed. Well, the thing is, they can't have the winner. They can't have the winner. It can only be a Because it goes live to air in the States. Yeah, the, the final episode goes live to air. Are they... Because the... Jeff, Jeff Probst ha- has to walk <laughs> through the jungle and then swim from Panama to New York. That's always, a jet ski. That's always the, the best Statue bit. Of Liberty. Yep. And, then, and then, you know... Or he, has he, to... he gets on the train and goes... To the train. I always that, love that. that and last, <laughs> last season on Survivor, that was really disappointing because he just walked away and came back. Yeah. That yeah. was real... Because the... The idea of them getting more and more intricate. Yeah. You know, I would like to see him do some pearl diving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it does open up some... Uh, like, what's the penalty for for contestants who break the uh, the confidentiality clause? Mm, see, I don't know. We should do some research into this. What happens with... Is this the... going to completely screw up the, oh, well, they the would, series? I, I think they would have to forego any prizes that they get. Yeah. Definitely. Are the jury allowed to talk to each other? I don't think they are. I think that's, that's because, another one of the clauses. But what would stop the jury talking to each other? Because the jury vote is their contracts. three or four months before the, uh, before the actual screening. Because it all, it, it, it's all shot by the time it goes to air. Mm-hmm. And it goes to air over, I think, 12 weeks or something. But if, if I was... If I was, say, in the uh, underworld and I ran a gambling ring, I would do if, just if, if, I would do everything in my power to tap their phones, try to find out all the information that I could. So if they're talking to each other, I'll know. Mm. I'd have spies on them because clearly I've got that much money to spend because I'm an underworld Gambling ring coordinator is is the money. I don't think they call is, them there, is there that much money on Survivor <laughs> to make it worth your while? Maybe you should look into some other form, like fix some horse racing or something. I think there'd be more money in that. Yeah, that's so old school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be very, very interesting to uh, see what comes out of this. Uh, two of the other two of the previous hang on, seasons. Hang on a sec, Brett. Sorry, Ross. Do you think I should see a career advisor? <laughs> <laughs> Quite possible. Okay. <laughs> two of the previous seasons, uh, that six and seven, were also marred by online betting scandals that uh, revealed the winners. I never heard anything about. Oh no, I didn't so hear anything seven. about that either. No. Now, if only there was a show like Box Cutters around then. 
Yeah, that's true. To, mm. to tell us about these. Mm. Maybe when we do our flashback episode. Ooh. <laughs> Possibly everyone will just uh, deny everything and yeah. uh, nothing will happen. Yeah, that's true. Hey, uh, Commander-in-Chief, all but axed, apparently. Really? According to the Drudge Report, mm. um, very famous website. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it has been axed except for it actually happening, if that makes sense. It's right, it's being for... rested. No, 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 no. No, no this is... Uh, Are yeah. still in production? Uh, well, they'd, they'd just be coming to the end of their first year, I think. And, um, yeah, they're, they're up to the stage of deciding whether it gets renewed. And the word is that it certainly won't be renewed. And it just came back on in the US during the week to very, very poor ratings. So, yeah, apparently... That's because it's not a very good show. Apparently so, but it got... And the premise is completely absurd. <laughs> I mean, they got so much publicity about the premise and uh, especially, you know, uh, links with Hillary Clinton and lots of media articles about that. But, but Hillary's not an independent and she's she's not she's not in freaking political airy fairyland where they send the military in to save a woman that's going to be stoned to death for having a, a child out of wedlock in Nigeria. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, it's as much like what actually happens in the White House as uh, Alias is what happens in the CIA. <laughs> alias isn't what happens in the CIA? No, no. no. Really? Yeah. yeah. Are you sure? so- sorry to burst your bubble. If you're in the CIA and you can verify this one way or the other for <laughs> us, send us an email at boxcutters.net. Yeah, is, is the, being in the CIA just like being on Alias? Yeah. Surely they have a, a new secret hideout every year that's harder and harder to get into and logistically impossible but looks fantastic. I think Get Smart was more like the CIA. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Foxtel is starting to hurt free-to-air television. Okay. Really? Yeah, according to uh, the latest Oztam uh, all-homes rating scenario. Mm-hmm. So this is Oztam, man with the chicken. The super chicken. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's man with the chicken and a little helper chicken. Oh. Because Does this- that qualify as a super chicken? Surely that's just two chickens. It's, it's just two chickens. So it's kind of like Foghorn Leghorn and that <laughs> and little, little chicken hawk. Yeah, and the yeah. little chicken oh, hawk. Okay. okay. Ordinarily, he's just got Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> but the chicken hawk... I <laughs> say, boy. But the, 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 little, the little chicken hawk can actually do some, uh, some great calculations because he's a smart guy, right? Right, yeah. Sorry. So yes. he has, the chicken hawk has worked out that Foxtel in Sydney has 24% of the market... Oh, and that was uh, in the week April 9 to 15, beating every free-to-air network. But how many channels do they have? Oh, 100 million. But... <laughs> so this is 100 million channels combined. 100 million channels combined versus well, five. Surely we're talking about apples and pears. Well, kind of just... yes and no, because... All right, Foxtel has something like 50, 60 channels available. Uh, of those... Maybe the basic package has 25, and mm. then you get more as, as you pay more. The thing is, in Sydney, uh, only 25% of the market has Foxtel. So within that 25%, they're still rating better than all the other networks. And the thing is, the networks don't see each individual channel at Foxtel as a competitor. They see the whole thing as a competitor. But the advertisers aren't buying advertising on cable as... As a blog channel, no. no Otherwise, you'd have a hundred million copies of the same ad going on all the channels. Uh, 
or no ads on cable at all, which is the way it should be. Yes. In <laughs> fact, that's, that's exactly the way that I thought it was going to be when they first introduced it. it I couldn't was, believe it when there were ads. Well, the thing is, it's just too expensive to run. Too expensive to run, and now it's really full of ads. But no, no individual channel on Foxtel is coming close to an individual channel off Foxtel. Oh, no. No, not yet. Not even like the movies or the the sports or anything like that. They're, they're, they're not even close to, say, SBS ratings. Not they? yet, but with only 25% of, of the market, that's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. When more and more homes get Foxtel, we're going to see their ratings go up. We're going to see Fox 8's ratings go up. Do you mm-hmm. think they are that? Do you think? Do you think they may? Yeah, yeah. Do you think they've not tapped out uh, their their peak of subscribers? Like people are leaving because of the practices that they have about you have to subscribe to the whole package, and if you if you just want the movie channel, then you have to go the the complete package and pay for everything else that you don't want. I think uh, you know I I haven't seen any figures from Foxtel, but from what I've heard, people saying. Uh, I think there are more people getting Foxtel than there are leaving Foxtel. Mm. So their figures are still going up. And they are much more trying to have specialist programs that aren't necessarily, that you can't get other places. Of course, you can get them through downloading, but uh, stuff like Entourage, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Deadwood, uh, you can only get, you know, isn't going to be screened on free-to-air. And now with local production going that way a little as well with Love My Way. Um yeah, and, and when uh, when the anti-siphoning laws are loosened, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see more people coming into Foxtel, which can only be good for television because it means that the free-to-air networks have to work harder. It also means that uh, I think we're going to see a time when Fox 8, as a single channel, becomes truly competitive to, to the other channels. It just means one day only the rich will be able to see the decent TV. <laughs> if you're not rich, forget about entertainment. But that's all right. Uh, yeah, sorry. Over to you, comrade. <laughs> well, surely you know the anti-siphoning laws were brought in for that exact reason, uh, so that they can, so the plebs can still see their cricket and their footy. And the anti-siphoning laws were brought in because John Howard's a sports crazy nutcase. And Cable friends with anti-siphoning laws came in before John Howard, didn't they? Yeah. Did they? Yeah. I think uh, I actually think the anti-siphoning laws came in because the people who were running the networks at the time were very, very, very powerful. Unlike now, where they're just very powerful. At that time, they ruled Australia. Now they rule Australia with some mates. Speaking of uh, people ruling the TV stations and maybe having some power, Eddie's been uh, in the news a little bit over the last week. He was uh, recently Eddie in... Eddie McGuire? Eddie McGuire, that is. Uh, he's recently been in with the on-air and production staff at Today at uh, the Nine Network. Apparently, he wasn't uh, completely complimentary about the quality of the program or its content, calling it crap. Oh really? Really? Mm. Is this uh, is this before or after Mr. Lieberman's comments? This was after. Oh, but I'll okay. get to that. Okay. Uh, he said it completely lacked any kind of spontaneity and would never get anywhere unless they started to look like they were enjoying themselves and having fun. He told all the main players to stop reading the auto cue and start ad libbing, uh, which uh, Sunrise kind of have down and and seems to be uh, why they are enjoying higher ratings. Um, 
It kind of was in response to the Steve Liebman story re- reported by AAP. This, this would up. have to this would have to be a leak, though, wouldn't it? That Eddie said this um, because publicly he's been saying very different stuff. Yes, he has. Yes, yeah. Uh, this is yeah, a bit of an insider's because uh, to, to the Australian, oh, okay. he said that anyone who knows breakfast television knows it takes a while to settle in, and. Uh, that uh, he he wants to tell Steve Liebman that he's seen the fridge magnet, and they're alert but not alarmed. Mm. Which which I thought was quite amusing from Eddie, and then but it's just not what the head of the network should be saying. No, you know that's that's kind of you know that's cool. Uh, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe Eddie McGuire isn't a head of a network, even though he's in the position. Maybe yep. isn't. Um, Steve Liebman was quoted as saying things along the lines of, uh, today I've just become a poor imitation of Sunrise. The audience is too smart these days to not know what is going on. It is very sad that Nine have almost caused irreparable damage to it. Nine tried to copy. They were a poor imitation. There was a place for both formats. Now there is one format and one network does it well and the other doesn't do it well at all. Uh, we knew at the time what we did best. We knew that Nine's reputation was for news and current affairs and sport, and we knew that out there in the marketplace, people thought Nine did it better. Well, you can't say that anymore. That's just sour grapes, though, surely. Well, he he wasn't sacked. He had a heart attack, and that's why he started... A mild heart attack, and that's why he stopped doing uh, Today. Really? Yep. Because I've only heard the heart attack story recently. Yeah, I heard and that he I was heard, sacked after yeah, the fridge magnet ads. Yeah, I heard he was. Okay. He, he had to go. Okay. Yeah, I should be. Uh, no, no, no. Less I mean, accepting. <laughs> the uh, yeah the, uh, I, the the story that I had heard was that he just completely lost any credibility that he once had after doing the anti-terrorism. Mm-hmm. And definitely uh, today started getting consistently beaten by Sunrise while he was still there. I read reports saying it started to go down after he left. That's that's not at all true uh, because there was lots of reports around at the time that he was just too wooden and that was the problem. And yeah, I mean, he had done it for a long time and these things do need to change. It's a, it's a fluid medium. Yeah. But why did they ever think, oh, Steve has lost his charisma and a lot of his credibility Let's replace him with Carl Stefanovic. <laughs> At what point was that a good decision? He's breaking through, Carl. At least with you, you finally remembered his name. <laughs> well, that's only because we keep mentioning it on the show. That's the only reason. Any other Eddie Maguire news? Yes, indeed. Uh, some people are having some concerns about his uh, conflicts of interest uh, in his position as head of... Eddie Maguire conflict of interest. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Not, not, not in any of his TV <laughs> football commentary, not in his job as Channel 9 CEO and president of the Collingwood football team. How many times did he throw the words the word Emirates into an episode of the footy show last year? Well, they were the sponsor, weren't they? Of the footy show? Yeah. Oh, were they not? Was, no, they're, calling, channel, they're just Collingwood uh, sponsor. Channel Nine. Is it just Channel Nine sponsor? Sorry, is it just Collingwood sponsor? I think it's just Collingwood sponsor. Anyway, go on. Uh, in particular, uh, what has been questioned is uh, his trip over to London to meet with Salador, uh, who were who are the owners of the Millionaire uh, program concept, mm-hmm. to uh, check that everything was okay and with the uh, the plan to rest the program in Australia. He kind of took up over there after the launch of the AFL season, had had his meeting, and he was back in Melbourne in time for Collingwood's first game uh, on the Monday, rather than 
going from London to Cannes, where there was a very important MIP TV conference where a number of nine executives were talking to producers and looking at new ideas. And uh, Eddie, who was an unknown in the world TV market, would have found it invaluable to meet some of the big names in TV, such as uh, the Endemol production company and Mark Burnett. Yeah, well, uh, it... It would have been worth his while to go meet Mark Burnett and find out why so much of his content has been taken off his network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but clearly, that's just not important to him. Because Collingwood is... Because, you it. know, Collingwood... And this is why, I've said it before, I'll say it again, he shouldn't be in that position. And? Which, which one? He shouldn't be in the position of, of head of the network. So you don't mind him being Collingwood president? I don't... Give a shit who's Collingwood president. <laughs> Bef- I don't know who was Collingwood president before Eddie Maguire. I don't think I'll know who's Collingwood president after Eddie Maguire. I Ronald re- McDonald was at one point, wasn't he? Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. Um, <laughs> he is a world-famous magical clown. I would have thought I'd remember Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Additional to meeting out on that conference, people aren't encouraged by Eddie's appointment of his buddy Jeff Brown as second-in-command at the network, especially after he was quoted in Wednesday's Australian as saying, it will be a big challenge, but a TV network is just a bucket of contracts. <laughs> he, uh, that poor Jeff Brown, how quickly is he going to be in the corridors? Called Jeff Brown knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to happen so soon. Well, now that you've mentioned it. Well, and, and he's actually come from, uh, from being a talent manager, basically. I, I think he was mm. Maguire's manager and I uh, can't remember now. Um, mm. There were a couple of other sporting kind of area realm people that he was managing. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm sick of Channel 9. Channel 7? Yeah, thanks. Okay. Channel 7 is putting aside fears that the rise of internet television services will fracture its audience by drawing up plans to launch its own shows in cyberspace. Ah. Uh, apparently they're showing, uh, they're making Dancing with the Stars and All Saints available for download. Excellent. And they're looking at uh, doing a deal with Walt Disney so that uh, Desperate Housewives and Lost will also be available for download. Uh, all of the shows will be embedded with advertising. This is, uh, this is what uh, I think ABC in the States started doing. I think we spoke about it briefly last week mm-hmm. on the show. Are they? Where in- including the, the paper downloads? Well, no. Paper downloads will be ad-free. And then there will also be free downloads where you can't fast-forward or skip through the ads. So they can't be downloads. So no, so they'd They'll be streams. Be streamed, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you won't be able to skip through the ads. You won't be able to load them up into your iPod. No, but you'll be able to watch them on your computer for free. And I'm guessing if you've got a media centre, you'll be able to watch them on your media centre as well. As long as your uh, bandwidth is, is uh, sufficient enough to get that kind of quality. Well, through. apparently that's the, that's the sticking point with Seven at the moment. Apparently they're waiting until uh, uh, to see if the Howard government does anything to actually make broadband speeds quicker in Australia, which they and Telstra don't look like they're going to do. No. Well, yeah, and it, it's really down more so to Telstra. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, apparently the Americans, uh, you could only do it if you were uh, with an American uh, internet service provider so that, you know, in Australia you couldn't get those free downloads that ABC and Disney were doing. Right. Um, it's It's a really interesting model, though, because... Uh, I think ABC are doing a five-month trial where they're going to have both. Uh, excuse me. The the paper both download the paper and download and the free one, and they're going to see which one is more popular, which one people 
you know, are people willing to pay two yeah, or three dollars for like, an episode? That makes sense in the states because it's been on for the first time, and oh, if you've missed it, I mean, we're talking about things that were on up to six months ago in the US. By the time they get here, they're, they're going to be up for download after they've screened on Channel Seven. If you're the type of person who's inclined to download, you, I don't think you'd bother waiting for them to have screened on Seven and then see if you miss it and then download it. I think you'd, you'd have be... the entire season before it actually starts exactly. on Seven. Exactly. Exactly. It, it seems ridiculous to me but then there 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 are some situations where and again this isn't a channel 7 show but last week i forgot to tape survivor oh i was in trouble with my housemate here we go i called up i called up ross and said can you tape survivor for me and he said sure now if i had had the ability i thought i was going to get in trouble with your housemate there getting in trouble (laughs) if i'd had the ability to just download it the next day and watch it on my computer for free Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have bothered with that yeah that's true so you know there is that there is that situation, and uh, I, I but I don't think I, I can understand, and I think Dancing with the Stars or All Saints are uh, a pieces of television that you really need that for. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. I, you know, I don't want to wave the flag of failure so quickly, but I don't think it's going to work. No, no. I mean, they have to do something, and they have to move in this direction. But it just, it, it, with, with the lag time being so much behind the US, it, it, to me it just seems a bit ludicrous. I reckon that uh, given the, that it's now Yahoo 7 and uh, Yahoo's doing all the tech stuff, Channel 7, it really doesn't matter to them what happens with it because the tech stuff's being covered by Yahoo. Mm-hmm. And so they're not losing anything by offering it. They're not paying for <clears throat> salaries to, um, to actually yeah, provide uh, the downloads or the streaming. Yeah. So... Why the hell not? It's it's yeah. going to be interesting, but but what the networks have to realise is that they need to get rid of the lag. Yes. They can't afford to have that lag anymore. Times have changed. Move on. But as far as Dancing with the Stars and All Saints and... Oh, there's a, there's a lag in Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I had to watch a bit of that last night. God, that is awful. That is awful. It's, oh. it's really just a terrible show. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it... I don't know what the secret is. But the, I, I, somehow... There, I think that they've put heroin into the image, and that's how they get people hooked. I don't know what they do. <laughs> but the highest ever score for a, for a whatever double that that guy did for a the what? weatherman, yeah, Paso Doble. What what is that? It, it's a type of dance. That was the dance with right. the cape thing. Yeah, and he, and yeah, Grant Daniel got the highest ever score. The only thing I thought oh, it was so exciting. The only thing, man, I thought, when I read about that, I was just. <laughs> That I, I didn't actually catch the whole show. I actually saw that bit. And the only, I saw the very end of it. The only thing, like that, the highlight when they came back from the ad. Well, the only thing I found exciting was that Grant Denyer makes Daryl Summers look like a giant. <laughs> so he must be he must tiny. Be four foot tall. Yeah, like Daryl Summers is towering over him. Is he the the weatherman? Yeah, maybe he's a jockey weatherman. Maybe. <laughs> They haven't brought it up. No, they, they haven't brought it up. Because that's something that you would bring up. You would, I think. Or you'd notice the colours. Uh, <laughs> on the silks. Ice TV, which is a TiVo-style PVR system. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, they're planning to launch on it's, these... It's not a vanilla ice reality it's show. It's not a vanilla ice reality show. Oh, how good would that be? It would be. It would. Uh, they're planning to list on the uh, Australian Stock Exchange in May, which means that maybe we'll finally have a TiVo-style system in Australia by the end of this year. Okay. That's exciting. That is exciting. I, I can't wait. However, they I'm have... I'm not going to hold my breath on that. They have said that they're looking at the free-to-air market, which means we're still not going to have 
a decent PVR system that deals with subscription television outside of the Foxtel IQ system. Which, and I'm not sure that there ever will be because why would Foxtel rel- relinquish uh, the control on that when they've got their IQ system? Because which it's allows shit. Them to, yeah, well, pff, it's <laughs> shit. Suck it up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Foxtel think of you. <laughs> no, re- really, I I think uh, as far as Foxtel goes, if if people had the ability to have a, a choice in what sort of PVR they used, uh, Fox Foxtel subscriptions would go up because people would go, well, I already have too much to watch on on television, but if I know that I can just tape something and watch it later and it will just record automatically, that will be fine. I think that's I think that's how it's going to work. Can you record uh, two shows at once on the IQ system? You can cable. Yep. Do you, you you have the IQ system? Good. No, no, I no. don't. Oh, okay, because I was watching the ads for it the other day, which you know they were talking about the ad with the two footballers and uh, tread tread gray and the other one. Isn't that gloves? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that dodgy ad. Then I went on the internet and people were complaining that the pause live TV wasn't actually working. Oh, really? <laughs> While the ads are actually running. Mm, so, oh, that was interesting. That is, that is interesting. <laughs> hey, sp- we were speaking about jockeys earlier. Yeah, Brett, uh, he's not a jockey. Frankie Muniz <laughs> or Frankie Muniz. Uh, I've never understood how to to pronounce his surname. Malcolm. But Malcolm from Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle mm. has announced that uh, his acting career will squeal to a halt when the sitcom wraps up later this year. Have have we covered that Malcolm and Mills finishing up at the end of the season? Uh, I think we, we mentioned it, but apparently that this last season was no good. The 20-year-old Moonies, Malcolm, revealed that uh, he's quitting acting to take up an unexpected new career, race car driving. I got signed to Jensen Motorsports in the Formula BMW competition for two years. So once the show is done, he's just going to be doing that full time. Well, he's, uh, he's been racing as a hobby for quite a while. Really? And, like uh, Peter Brady. Yeah, like, like Peter Brady. Without telling anybody. Yeah, never told his parents until a very Brady Christmas. But, so he's, he's been doing it as a, as a hobby for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a huge surprise, especially considering that what roles would he get cast in? He's too old to play Agent Cody Banks. Mm-hmm. He's too old for any of the roles that he's been in, and he's, he's been typecast. Well, maybe it's time to, to take a look, a leaf out of uh, Johnny Depp's book. Or maybe he but doesn't maybe want to But maybe he should go act. to France and live there and, and do some serious art house films. Frankie Munez is no Johnny Depp. No, he's, he's really no Johnny maybe Depp. Maybe he is. Like, who expected Johnny Depp to be Johnny Depp in Nightmare on Elm Street and 21 Jump Street? That's true. That's oh, my God, true. they're both street things. <laughs> I'd never put those together. But then, uh, you know, if I was in Frankie Munez's position and uh, I was, I've earned all this money, a guy who is listed below me in the ratings, owns two houses worth millions of dollars. I would just go, right, well, I've got enough. Let's put that in the bank. Uh, sign me up for, for the car. Uh, good on him. Good mm. on him. Big mm. money, big money, big money. <laughs> We've been talking a bit about Play School over the last couple of weeks, and yes. I just quickly want to mention that uh, Play School is actually getting inducted into the Logie Hall of Fame at this at this year's Logies coming up. At long last? Yeah, so uh, Who else exciting. is in the Logie Hall of Fame? Uh, Blue Heels? Uh, Bud Tingwell and... Um, <laughs> oh, no other shows. <laughs> oh, when, shows. When was shows. it opened? Countdown. Countdown. Uh, okay. 
the, off the top of your head, just make it up. Come on. Okay. And um, when was the Hall of Fame open? Above the Law in there. You remember that show about the people who lived above the police station? <laughs> that was a mistake. I don't think I ever saw that one. It, well, was in it, it wasn't on for very long. <laughs> and Kings. I think Kings is in there as well. Uh, but I just quickly wanted to mention that uh, we were talking about the people who have hosted Play School in the past. Yep, yep. Uh, the list of rejects is quite impressive as well. Apparently, Gary McDonald, Pamela Stevenson, and Tony Squires all at one stage or another tried to get the gig as host of Play School. Well, Tony Squires isn't an actor, is he? And we're knocked back. Right. Well, that's mm. Tony fair Squires enough. never went to NIDA, I'm sure. Tony Squires never did a day of work. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, at I, least it's not Amanda Keller. Oh, that's true. <laughs> hey, uh, actors in the US have, uh, or oh, they are about to reach an iPod royalty deal. Not an iPod, but a, a TV download royalty deal. Uh, the Screen Actors Guild is discussing things with the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, which is AFTRA. So easy to say. And uh, the actors most, most likely receive a payment of two cents each time their performance is downloaded or accessed using new technologies, says a recent report. Okay. Mm. Two cents. That's two cents. Good. That's their two cents. <laughs> hey, uh, who wants to be a superhero? Me. Well, the Sci-Fi Channel, Nash Entertainment, who uh, also made Meet My Folks for Love or Money, Who Wants to Marry My Dad, and legendary <gasps> me. comic book creator Stan Lee. Oh, what a whore. We'll produce a six-episode, <laughs> one-hour weekly competition reality series that will challenge a lucky few to create their very own superhero. And, and what, be injected with radioactive spider blood? What? Well, the winner, <laughs> with the best reality competition idea uh, will have the best prize yet immortality oh they're gonna they're gonna be made into a comic book yes <gasps> that's fantastic that's not necessarily immortality it depends on how well it sells <laughs> I'm still reminded of uh, the Simpsons when Stan Lee appeared and comic book guy said uh, and somebody said to comic book guy oh Stan Lee's still here and the comic book guy said yeah he never left I'm beginning to think his mind is not in mint condition <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. And he's, he's putting all the Spider-Mans at the front of the shelves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Um, for the moment, uh, I believe this is uh, only available in the US. So this is only oh, for okay. US listeners. Uh, go to www.scifi.com slash superhero. That's S-C-I-F-I dot com slash superhero. Well, speaking of superheroes, Elvira, Mistress <gasps> of the Dark. She's one of my favourites is looking for an heir to her throne. She's hoping to find one in a new reality TV oh, project. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Cassandra Peterson, who created the character 25 years ago... Uh, created? <laughs> apparently. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> ...has teamed up with the people who bought us The Weakest Link and Fremantle Media North America. Now, is Fremantle Media... An Australian group? An Australian I'd- company? Obviously, I've, the North America. I've never worked. I've never worked that out. I've never been able to work that out. Where okay, they, where they're well, from? Because apparently they do American Idol, right? So they're doing pretty well for themselves. Uh, yeah, they're pitching a project uh, where contestants compete for a one-year contract to portray Elvira in various personal appearances. 
Right. So this person is actually going to become Elvira. Only for occasional personal appearances. Just an Elvira-free uh, franchise. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. terrible. Much like the puppetry of the penis guys have done. Yeah. The, Where uh, was the reality TV show for that one? <laughs> oh. they, they did have a movie. Tackle Happy. Tackle Happy. Yeah, with Mick Malloy terrible. directed. Yeah, uh, directed. He was back in the freaking radio studio. How was he directing <laughs> anything on that freaking movie? It was only to get his name on the thing and get it into cinemas. The contestants would be put through elimina- elimination challenges designed to parody some of the most popular reality shows, but with macabre twists. With Peterson in character serving as a sort of mentor or tormentor as she puts it, (laughs) and judges making the final decision. Peterson likes the idea of finding a new Elvira and says that it's similar to Batman and Bozo the Clown, (laughs) characters who've been played by several actors over the years. Yeah, that's that's true. When I think of, you know, indelibly marked characters on our society, (laughs) I think of Batman, (laughs) I think of Bozo the Clown, and I think of Elvira. As far as clowns being played by different people, wouldn't, wouldn't you think you'd go with Ronald McDonald? Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I guess he's more of an advertising spokesman rather than a, a franchise. What do you mean, an advertising of... spokesman? <laughs> We're well, looking Santa. forward to the show. <laughs> We're looking forward to the show. Santa's and... always been played by Tim Allen. <laughs> the cast is going to be doing some pretty wacky stuff, such as sleeping in coffins, and part of the production will be shot in Transylvania. Oh, my... oh Are they going to oh, have to... Oh. So, so when, when somebody gets voted out, are they going to do some, some uh, visual trickery and have like a, a smoke bomb go off and a little bat fly off? Ah, oh, that'd be pretty exciting. Or, that, that would or be are they going to be locked in a room where the sun will so, slowly come <laughs> over? And, uh, oh, you, well, should, you should both work on that show. <laughs> while, we're, uh, while we're talking about reality television uh, concepts, the entrepreneurial regurgitator lads. Oh, what yeah. a great, great Quine Australian and, uh, band. Uh, ben. Yep. Quine and Ben. And, uh, and their management have licensed the Band in a Bubble reality television concept to British television. Oh, okay. Now, uh, last year, the year before, I think it was maybe the year before, Regurgitator went into a plastic bubble in Federation Square in Melbourne to record their more recent album mm-hmm. and uh, they went in there with a producer and, and in fact write it as well yeah yeah they? they had to write it and record it in 30 days in that bubble in view of everybody and it was there was a 24-hour channel on foxtel channel v had an extra channel to uh to show you what was going on in the bubble at any one time and then there was also uh, a, a summary package on channel v proper it was it was a lot of fun mm. it was a lot of fun uh the rumours are swirling that the darkness are considering the offer for Band in a Bubble after their most recent album has failed to launch. I reckon uh, they should use uh, the new NXS with their new Yeah. Voicing. You know what? If they were in a bubble and visible all the time, they would get shot. <laughs> I think you're getting confused. I think people have said they'd like to see the new NXS wrapped in plastic. <laughs> and I think you're kind of... <laughs> uh, just very quickly, a couple of very small things. Uh, Rove McManus is appearing on Neighbours uh, tomorrow night, which is Thursday night. Thursday night. Uh, not actually sure, but um, probably. Yeah, I have some sad news, particularly for Brett. We were a bit premature with our announcing of this in weeks gone by. Joey has been axed. <gasps> no, no hiatus. It's gone. How could that happen? I don't, well, most I think I <laughs> as think I said when we broke the story weeks ago falsely have you seen it 
And, and also, considering that they couldn't get any of the cast back, <laughs> that was uh, that was going to be pretty hard. And uh, yeah, the last thing I want to say, Channel 7 are advertising Prison Break this week as Prison Break The Final Hours. That's because uh, it's, uh, they're getting up to episodes 12, 13 and 14. Yes, they're up to episode 10, which means they're less than halfway through the series. Advertising it as the final hours is ludicrous. No, well, they're, they're halfway through. I, I'm, I'm guessing that they're only going to show up to episode 13 or 14. They're going to show up to where they broke it off in the States. So oh, that, you think? That's, that's my guess. No, nah, I think they're going to show it straight through. I think this is a grab for viewers. Viewers are turning off because they think, oh, they're never going to get out of that damn prison. If we call it the last few hours, people will start watching again. Maybe. Mm. Good luck to them. I hope yeah. it works. It's it's a really fun show, and mm. it's sad to see that the ratings are, are dropping like they are. But uh, I was speaking to someone uh, from Speaks and Specs the other day, and uh, they were saying that their numbers are just going up and up and up, and mm-hmm. it's really looking like it's just going to be a fight for the top between Spicks and Specs and House. Now, yeah. realistically, Spicks and Specs is never going to be ha- beat House, but still, that's, that's pretty exciting. That Prison is. Bait, it's just going to be left in the lurch. Prison ad break. And lastly in the news, wow, this news has gone so long, uh, but just quickly, four members of the 1980s hit makers, the Go-Go's and the Bangles, are teaming up with the CW... Network in the States. Oh, they're going country western now. No, it's not country western. It stands for CBS Warner. It's like Warner Warner Brothers. Brothers. (laughs) A reality show designed to launch America's next top girl band. Kathy Valentine, Charlotte Caffey, Susanna Hoffs and Vicky Peterson. So they're not forming a band then? No, they're not forming a band. They're not forming the Go Bangles. No, but that sounds rude. (laughs) No, they're not forming the Go Bangles. They're just going to be... Uh, hosting the show and looking for the, the the rockers, the rock chicks. Fantastic. I know. I can't wait. It should be pretty sexy. G'day, this is Daniel Bird. I was uh, the writer's intern at uh, Letterman in New York. You're listening to The Box Cutters, and you should. You should you should podcast it. You should download it. You should show it to your friends. You should feed it to your mother. You should own it. You should love it. And just be naked next to your iPod. Uh, things you might not have... <laughs> Seen on free-to-air TV. <laughs> That's, I'm just going to do that. Things you might not have seen on free-to-air TV because but they haven't appeared. Have, you may have seen it. But you may have seen it elsewhere. Yes. Things you may or may not have seen but we think are worth mentioning. Yes. That's much shorter. That is. That's a little too short. <laughs> right. Okay. And in relation to this week's things you might not have seen. Nathan Barley. Are we ever going to see it on TV? I don't, I don't think so. This is this is something that's less likely to have been seen by many people because it's not on Foxtel and it's not on free to air. Yes, and it's only a six episode uh, series called Nathan Barley. Lifetime, which... in fact, because it was a, a single series. Mm. Yes, thing. Yep. Yes. So obviously, it's, it's only six episodes. So obviously, it's British. Uh huh. Because mm-hmm. no because one else makes six parters. Mm-hmm. It's called Nathan Barley. It was created by. Uh, Charlie Brooker and Chris Morris. Now, I'm a huge fan of Chris Morris. Chris Morris did a show on the BBC called Jam, which was a sketch comedy show that was just weird. He he was also on BBC Radio, where he did uh, he did that same show, but on radio sketches uh, called Blue Jam that ran from like midnight to four a.m. and yeah. uh, was just absolutely superb. Some of the best comedy I'd heard in a long time. Also did a show in the UK called Brass Eye, which was a takeoff of 
uh, hard hitting t- uh, yeah, tabloid current tabloid affairs. current affairs show. Oh, okay, like hard copy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, really clever, innovative comedian as far as take, taking concepts onto television goes. Uh, he got together with Charlie Brooker, who created the idea of a character like Nathan Barley. Now, Nathan Barley, he's twenty six. He's a webmaster. He uh, his his website is uh, oh something bat dot cock. It's uh, uh I'll have to. I'll, I'll that's you know terrible. What? I should know yeah, that. No, too. I can't remember. Either. But he's <laughs> got the he he's got the domain name in the Cook Islands. Yes, it? because that because ends then with dot ck dot ck and so he's so made it dot co dot ck trash bag trash trash bat trash bag. Trashbat.cock mm. is, uh, is what he calls it because it's .co.ck. And he is that kind of cockhead. Uh, <laughs> he's also a, a, a guerrilla filmmaker, a screenwriter, a DJ, uh, and a, a, a self... This is his words. Self-facilitating media node. <laughs> <laughs> and he's absolutely repugnant. Yeah, just... In every sense of the he word. Has, he has... A, a ringtone that just goes really loud ringtone, really loud ringtone. <laughs> he walks around with uh, two Bluetooth uh, headsets on at any one time. He rides a razor scooter. He wears his you know pants backwards. He's everything that he talks as loudly as possible on any form of public transport yeah. so that everybody can hear, even if when he's talking about <laughs> things that perhaps he shouldn't be talking yeah, about. And uh, he, he's the sort of person that any normal person would hate. Yes. Except for the idiots. And this is where Dan Ashcroft comes in. Dan Ashcroft is a journalist who writes for a magazine called Sugar Ape, which is a, a kind of a, a hip now magazine that, uh, that, these, that a, a lot of kids read, or, you know, kids, teenagers, early 20s. A bit like Vibe magazine. Yeah, kind but of. But like in an A4 format. Yeah, and... Uh, and this is the... Uh, sorry, Dan Ashcroft is played by... Sorry, Dan Ashcroft is played by Julian Barrett, who we know from The Bush. The Bush, one half of The Bush. And uh, Nathan Barley is played by Nicholas Burns. I'm not entirely sure what he's done before, if, no. if much. I, I had a look and it didn't seem like he had done much before. He, he looks like a young Rick Mayle to me. Uh, I, I'm sure he's, he's not. <laughs> with a better nose. <laughs> anyway, Dan, Dan Ashcroft writes this article about the idiots... Mm-hmm. And the idiots are basically people like Nathan Barley. He regards Nathan Barley as king of the idiots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he writes this article for, for Sugar Ape. It's completely misunderstood by the readership and all the idiots think it's about other people. <laughs> <laughs> he, so he's constantly going through this terrible situation where he doesn't know what to do, how to get himself out of this life He's about uh, 37 I think uh, Or he's, in his, he's 34 Sorry mm-hmm. uh, And he's trying to get himself Out of this hole he's dug Where he's working for a, for, for a magazine Whose editor has changed his surname to Yeah <laughs> With the question mark he's, And changed his first name from Jonathan to Jonathan So he's Jonathan Yeah uh, He's working with idiots For idiots and of idiots, and he just doesn't know what to do. Then there's also his sister, who uh, doesn't... She really wants to make it, but... She's an independent filmmaker. Independent documentary filmmaker, Mm. and all she wants is somebody to sponsor her film about 
uh, heroin addict choir. Yes. <laughs> a junkie choir. And, uh, and she's working through that. Now, the, the, the show follows the character of Dan Ashcroft in his world, mostly. And him trying to get away from the idiots. And doesn't matter what he writes for Sugar Ape, doesn't matter what he does, how many times he tells them to piss off to their face, he <laughs> thinks that... Uh, sorry, they think that he's just kidding. Because they think he is the coolest. Because yep. they're idiots. Because they're idiots. So they just don't understand. And it's it's heartbreaking and gut-wrenching and while simultaneously being hilarious, is so squirmy and just makes you feel so, I don't know, terrible inside. You just weep for this poor, poor man uh, who, who is living in a doomed world. Whilst weeping for all of us because the world is just so true to life. Yeah, it, it is, it's just a brilliant show. Yeah. And so superbly constructed. And uh, there are also great appearances from uh, uh, the other guy in the, uh, in the bush. Uh, Noel Fielding. Noel Fielding, thank you. Mm. Who plays Jones, uh, Dan's housemate, who stays up all night creating DJ sets <laughs> that are just shocking, but popular. <laughs> uh, just... It's so good, and the characterizations are great. Mm. Who would have thought that uh, Julian Barrett was such a great actor? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's always kind of played the same sort of character in, in the bush, uh, but here he's just disheveled and he's hunched over, and you really feel for him. It's just terrible. Mm. Meanwhile, I, you know, it can't be easy to do what Nicholas Burns does as Nathan Barley. Uh, that's one of the best characters I've ever seen created as far as being a caricature of a type of terrible human. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to put a link up onto the boxcutters.net website for uh, a a series of pieces where you can see uh, where Nathan Barley was actually created. He was created for a website or a a bi-monthly release called TV Go Home where it would be a, a fake TV listing and though I can't say the name of the show that Nathan Barley originally appeared on in this fake TV listing. Why not? Because uh, it's a word that I don't think is, uh, you know. If it's in context. <sighs> no. Tell us You'll see it. You'll Come see on, it. Come on, tell us. You'll see it. No, because, you know. Whisper I w- it. I want to be the one who doesn't swear on the show. I'm the one who doesn't last swear. last week. Yeah, but that was reading out from an email. I, I didn't get any warning last week. I think I'm the one who doesn't swear on the show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How are you finding banks recently? <laughs> I will... Uh, I'll, put, I'll put a link up to... Go on, surely that was in context. <laughs> I'll put a link up to the old TV Go Home bits Excellent. on, okay. uh, on boxcutters.net. But if you get the chance, definitely check out Nathan Barley. It's, it's not to everyone's taste, I would suggest. No, but it is available on DVD in the UK, so if you know anyone who's coming over... Oh, get yeah. them to ring it over, or you can yeah. get it from Amazon. Is it anywhere on Torrents? Have you seen it anywhere? Uh, it was when it was uh, when it was airing, but I don't think it's lasted up there. Speaking of which, I've got a good torrent search engine. They might put, uh, put a link to up on the blog that was I was using. J- Jabberwalker. It goes to a bunch of goes to like ISO Hunt and fresh new torrents and and. I was using Jabberwalker for a while just to you know for interest's sake mm-hmm. and. Uh, <laughs> And that shut down. 
Yeah. So, you know. No, this is still up. Um, speaking of which, uh, the South Park uh, torrent that's been up since I downloaded it, I've now since uploaded 700 versions of that episode. Of right. Bloody Mary. It's still up there. Still oh, going strong. Yeah, so uh, if you wanted to see that, get on BitTorrent. And check it out. Yep. Coming up on Box Cutters, we've got another weather thing from Ross. I can't wait for that. Some letters to Box Cutters, a little talk about Survivor, a talk about uh, cartoon educational content, and next, the future fall lineups in the US. This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness, Box Cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> what uh, What's coming up in the US, Ross? Well, it, it seems a bit early, doesn't it, to be to it, be talking about the fall schedule? It does. Six it's, months still, ahead. it's still in the autumn here. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, they, they will be out for sure in the next four weeks. But they haven't even made most of the pilots. I mean, we've been reporting in the last few weeks that pilots are going ahead. Yeah. But haven't necessarily been made. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I don't know. It's this. This is more talking about uh, late season additions, trying to see whether they kind of uh, whether they've made the cut or not. Oh, okay. Mm. A couple of things uh, that I want to ask either of you if you'd seen or if you'd heard anything about. Uh, apparently, uh, with the ABC over there, Sons and Daughters has become the new Arrested Development, as in critics love it. No one's watching it. So Felsic's gone over there since he's been no, cut from it's, Stingers. It's a different, it's a different <laughs> Sons and Daughters, Brett. Oh. It's a, no, yeah, Pat it's the a, Rat? No, it's a di- different, different show. And, and, oh. Different show. I haven't seen it. More I, rag. I, I looked at, a, uh, I, I looked at a, a summary of it and it didn't seem that appealing to me, but maybe much like Arrested Development, it doesn't deal well with, the, with summaries and you really have to see it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know much about that, but apparently, critically... Absolutely huge over there, but yeah, nobody's watching. Okay. What is, else? Uh, apparently, for Fox, Prison Break did extremely well for them uh, after their, uh, uh, which they're a bit worried about because it had such a long layoff. I think it, it, the final episode of uh, the 13th episode screened over there, I think in November, and then they had four months off. Yeah, and, uh, and came back recently. And started again in March. So uh, apparently, that's been doing great numbers for them in uh, double with. Uh, 24. Oh, fantastic. Which is interesting. Uh, apparently, NBC has already pulled Heist off. Yeah, that was never going to do well. Really? What yeah. was that about? <laughs> what it, do you think, Brett? It, so it's, it's, a bank uh, job? No, it was about know. someone constantly Something. trying to pull up their pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's Hoist, I think. Oh, right. So have you, have you seen Heist? Or? No. Oh, no. Because, okay. again, didn't look very good. Right, Clearly yeah. not. Apparently, there's lots of buzz about on the NBC about uh, the Aaron Sorkin penned Studio 60 on Sunset Strip, which hasn't gone to air yet. I don't believe. Oh, okay. That's okay. Uh, that's one that we were talking about a few weeks ago. Uh, that he's he's working on now. So, right, yeah. I'm guessing if Aaron Sorkin's attached to it, it's going to go to air regardless. Yeah, yeah. That would seem to make sense. Meanwhile, over on CBS, apparently they've got. Two solid hits. Now, one of them's the unit. Yes, which uh, which I enjoy. It's a little bit of fun. It's not a great show. I uh, I haven't actually seen it. So, but it's what's the basic story there uh, with the unit? It's about it. Something to do with army. It's a it's a secret army unit that nobody knows about. Mm. Not even the other people on the base 
Uh, what about the other people in the unit? Yeah, they know about it. <laughs> what about the president? Not entirely sure. Right. Oh. Not entirely sure if the president knows about it or, or not. He's not entirely sure? Yeah. <laughs> well, depends who the president is, I suppose. Oh. Uh, and... Uh, and uh, basically, they go around and do uh, and do special military operations that nobody else can handle. Assassinations, oh, okay. sometimes. Sometimes assassinations. Extreme sometimes. renditions. It's like it's the sort of things that that they had to do on Alias. You know, retrieve this piece of information. Oh yeah, yeah. So is it all set in nightclubs like Alias? Access. No, have clones um, of no, people that are going to get murdered and then turn up the real people. There's yeah. a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff in the desert. Ah, uh, really? A lot of things set in the desert. A lot of the time, they go to Iraq. Uh. No. Area 51. The other... No. Uh, well, apparently that's been doing really well. Boring. Coming, it's, coming it's, on the back of was, uh, NCIS. And uh, created by David Mamet and Sean Ryan. Okay. Oh, and I forgot okay. to uh, mention in the news, because I didn't print it out for some reason, but here's to Absent Friends. One of the producers and directors of The Shield uh, died this week oh, okay. from Lou Gehrig's disease. Hmm. Uh, his name was Brazil. Someone Brazil. Someone Brazil. That's all I can oh, remember. Okay. The other show that uh, CBS had, which is apparently a hit... Is the new adventures of old Christine? No, it's terrible. Now I I I read this, and so uh, a, a friend who shall remain nameless had passed me along the first two episodes of the new adventures of old Christine. Uh, I, I I this person had said, just watch the pilot. That's more than enough. And I said, no, 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 you can't really tell from pilots. So I forced myself to sit through the first two episodes of The New Adventures of Old Christine. And Is it about the old Stephen King car? No. No. What's it about? It's the, it's the new Ju- Julia Louis-Dreyfus vehicle. Oh. It's got a laugh track. It's I just felt horrendous. like my eyeballs were bleeding. <laughs> It is fucking awful. It is the worst language, language warning. warning. <laughs> it is just, it is just atrocious, and it's so old-fashioned, and it's, you know, it's it's very obviously done in a, it, you know, it's a three-camera studio one. It's got a laugh track. Has, has it got a wacky neighbour across the hall? Brother, yeah, brother living with her. Wacky brother. It's got a little kid. It's just. Horrendous! It is it absolutely is. horrendous. And uh, the uh, well, I'm surprised they didn't say uh, how I met your mother was one of their big smash hits. Yeah, well, I don't know, but uh, apparently it's it's really helped uh, on, on the back of their uh, tent pole show. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half men. <laughs> Two and a half men with a tent pole. <laughs> Apparently, isn't that what you have in bed when the kids come in? <laughs> Apparently, two and a half men's a tent pole show. I've never heard of that. Yeah, before, well, but. you know, it's 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 very much like an unwanted erection. And apparently, yeah, the, uh, they reckon that the uh, Seinfeld curse has finally been lifted. No, well, it I've hasn't. Got to tell you, a piece of shit. It's awful. I'm angry. Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Uh, on the website, uh, you'll see uh, a, a bit of information about cartoons in the states and uh, and how they um, how they had to have a twenty eight second element of education. Twenty eight seconds of educational content per episode of an ongoing animated series. Now, this was in relation to a very early. Uh, a very early episode of The Simpsons that we were talking about. Well, yeah, I, I happened to um, come across uh, 
the ending of uh, the Homer 3D episode and uh, was curious about where that erotic, erotic cakes uh, shop was mm-hmm. and uh, went to SNPP, I think it is, dot com, yep. uh, which is like a, a complete Simpsons fan Simpsons. freak it's site. Simpsons it archive. I think they call it. Um, which like has the most information about everything, has has little synopses for each scene yep. through every it episode. Does. It's, it's great. If you want to... I think I put the link up on the website ages and ages ago, back when we started Box Cutters, but uh, I think that's the best Simpsons website. But I came across a, a bit of a, a, a point about uh, the Telltale Head episode mm-hmm. um, with alternate versions and uh, I think in syndication... A, a speech from Homer talking about remembering um, what's his name, the town founder, uh, Jebediah and, Springfield, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and that and that quelling the angry mob was cut out for the syndicated versions. But then they had to put Bart basically doing the same speech because the FCC required twenty eight seconds of educational content per episode, okay. which which is interesting. I think that. Uh, that may have been the case back then. I'd be surprised if it's still the case now. Because... This uh, was the 1998 ruling, I think. No, it couldn't have been, because Telltale Head was well before then. Telltale Head I think was, was really early Possibly that was why they put Bart back in. I think it was 89. Could be. <laughs> Could be my listexia. Yes. I, I think it's more likely 89. I, I think that uh, back then, cartoons were predominantly for children, or so everybody thought. And uh, and that's why they had this as an animation only. Ruling. This was before Ren and Stimpy. Yes, mm. but then Ren and Stimpy was on cable. South Park is on cable. Uh, but then looking Harley at Birdman cable cable. I can't. I'm just trying to think of any educational at, uh, value. Well, you know, if, in at, but looking at Family Guy now, which is on Fox, uh, I don't think there's any educational content in, in that. I don't no. think there's any entertainment content. American Dad, <laughs> uh, likewise. So I, I would think that maybe it doesn't apply. But if you know, let us know either on the blog, boxcutters.net, or email us, hooray, at boxcutters.net. Speaking of which, uh, you know, Harvey Birdman's a very kind of short uh, little animation. What if, what if there was a series of one-minute animations, like that was the full episode? Would half of it have to be educational content? Oh, that's true. I'm glad we don't have to have 28 seconds of educational content on this show. Food for thought. Letters to box cutters this week. We had a couple of letters this week. Uh, one person wrote in, interesting that you were talking earlier about uh, Thank God You're Here and different ways that people could judge the yes. uh, show. Uh, somebody wrote in... <laughs> I judge it harshly. <laughs> uh, Nigel wrote in to us and suggested that uh, possibly it could be open to SMS voting. Except that it's not live. No, that's true. But if they did the show live... There's no reason they couldn't. No. Like, let loose live. Well, see, I, I don't think we need SMS voting on that. I, I think we've got too much SMS voting on reality would, TV would, all over the place. Would the SMS voting appease your it's not for anything problem with thank god you're here no because still they need to be competing for something at least just a carry over they're they're competing for the for the adulation of the viewers rather than just 
some witty quips from I'd Tommy still, G. I'd still like to see some kind of carryover champion thing going on. Or, or maybe uh, it leading up to, at the end of the year, a champion versus champion playoff. Okay. But really, that's, that's just uh, carrying on from the shows that they've ripped off. Uh, Theatre Sports, there was no prize. Whose line is it anyway? The, yeah. the winning contender got to take Clive Anderson's uh, position um, while the other guys... And I mean, as, as I've said, there's no the prize credits. on there's no prize on specs and specs, mm. but the viewer can play along with the teams no on specs and specs. Rock quiz. Why, again, why, do, why do we need? But again, the viewer can play along. The viewer can play along with. No, they can't. Thank God you're here. No, they can't. You can play the Thank God you're here home game. How how do you do that? Somebody walks in, you say, thank God you're thank here. Thank God you're here. Then you improvise this wacky, witty seed around them and they have to try and guess who they are. No, that's just silly. But, com- <laughs> <laughs> but Comedy Inc. doesn't have prizes. Um, All Saints doesn't have prizes at the end. Why, yeah, why do they're you need not, it? They're not competitive shows, Brett. You're, you're, bringing, is, up, you're neither- bringing up a foolish argument. For, <laughs> like, that's just ridiculous. Why would you even bring that up? No, Shut there is up. Thank God you here. Really. Next. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was really mean of me. It was a ridiculous argument, but I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, we had a letter <laughs> from Mark during the week. Hi, Mark. Who was saying that the, he actually thinks that the catch-up recap episodes of Survivor are good. Mm. And he was actually... Well, an additional to that, mm-hmm. uh, they have additional footage that, uh, you haven't, that they haven't had in previous episodes and uh, give further clues to what may be coming up. Yeah. Now, as a Survivor fan, personally, I don't really... I still don't particularly like the, the catch-up episodes, but uh, it's good to see, you know, somebody else is pleased with them and is pleased for Channel 9 for showing them. So, you know, I, 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 I agree with what he's saying. You do see more information that you otherwise hadn't seen and every now and then there's a perler like uh, Jonathan from The Amazing Race when The Amazing Race did it saying, the king of synagogue. He thought he was in, uh, he thought when he was in Senegal. He, he thought, was in synagogue? He thought, he thought it, it was, was called synagogue. synagogue. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, it's kind of like, you know, diamond in the rough you know you sit through the whole hour you get maybe two or three snippets of good things in my opinion but but yeah. you know you can't please everybody ross no and that's obviously true. mark is pleased and you're not and, and, and next week we'll have a fight <laughs> and it's good for people that that haven't been up to date over the beating the yeah that's true that's true and i have to say having it on a or have missed an episode yeah if they don't tape it and i'm much much happier having it as part of you know on an additional night rather than you know having a week off from a new survivor. Yep, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll buy that. This is uh, Jess McGuire, and you're listening to the lovely men of Box Cutters, who are always here to helpfully inform you of any existence of photos of Britney Spears giving birth on all fours, clutching lion's heads. Love nothing better. Download the hell out of it. Just quickly, Ross. Just oh, that quickly. was Jess. She'll be. Oh, J- Jess will be uh, be talking yep. to us next week. Yep. Yes. Uh, just quickly. Weather, weather update. Well, Channel 2 have got rid of their feels-like temperature. <laughs> what, what, what was their feels-like temperature? Well, you know, when they, when they start the weather and they say, it's currently, it's 19 outside. But they, it feels like 16. But, it, <laughs> yeah. but it, it feels like toast with jam. They, ha- they had a feels-like temperature based on wind chill or... Oh, I see. Because, you know, in, in Melbourne, sometimes if... If it's a nice sunny day, but there's no shade, it might feel a bit hotter than it is. Or if it's a windy day, it might feel a bit colder. Yep. But the most of the time, the feels like temperature was just what the temperature was. 
It's 22 and it feels like 22. Yep. I'd rather I'd rather they had descriptions. Yeah. It's it's 29 degrees and it feels like your foot's in a bucket of slime. Was it yeah, feels yeah. like in the sun or in the shade? No, well, they didn't specify. But apparently they didn't invent it. Apparently it came from the Bureau of Meteorology. So oh, they were going, oh. yeah. So this was a great thing. It's 13, but it feels like it's 12. So, um, yeah, but the ABC have got rid of that. Oh, well, I'm sorry to see that go. So now we're going to just have to walk outside our door to, to find know what, out what it feels like. And maybe oh, so this now is we'll... what it feels like outside. I'm assuming right, so. Right. <laughs> I, just thought, I just thought somehow they knew how I felt. Oh, right. <laughs> how could they do everybody's houses individually? Well, that was the magic of it. Oh, it's an average. Okay. It's a mean. Oh, okay. Or maybe like Rumper Room with the mirror and the... In yeah, maybe. Josh's house, it's warm. Yeah. But in Brett's house, it's cool. And I see you too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, so, now, so now what you're saying is with their seven-day forecast and their removal of feels like yep. the Channel 2 weather has become just like any other station. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I just wanted to do another weather. I feel your age. Another, another weather. Still I got, feel your age. They've, I, still, they've still got viewers' photos in the background, haven't they? No. No, really? they've just got nice... Serene pictures of it's, you know peers or whatever. No, it's the pictures with, that the viewers send in. I'm with you, Ross. It's no, the no, gentrification no. of weather reports. <laughs> nah, it's not. I'll pic- be rep- I'll, I'll be I'll be noting this on the blog. If that brings us. No, bring it next next week. We'll do another weather segment. Okay. Weather segment at the end of the show works well. It's Can great. you not hear the music? Because we start with news. We, we should, should we should do a sports thing to, just before the end too. And no, that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode <laughs> thirty-one. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you also to Triple R, whose studios we use for recording this podcast. They're fantastic. Check them out at one hundred two point seven FM if you're in Melbourne or mm-hmm. on r dot for streaming anywhere in the world. Uh, you can email us, hooray at boxcutters.net or SMS Ross on zero four. <laughs> I don't know what you're... Uh, thank you. Uh, I've been Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Check us out again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Actually, it's not really the same time because we're a day early this week. Pedant. Pedant.